Welcome back to Life Lanes, everybody, the brotherly podcast where we explore the incredible stories of people from all walks of life. I'm your host, Don Mazza, along with my brother, Justin Mazza. We have a very special guest today, none other than the very talented Dean Siriaco. Dean is a man of many talents, one being he's the track coach at Kellenberg Memorial, where he does a fantastic job. He also owns and operates a very successful baseball podcast called The Skipper's View. Uh, and he's also the dean and the assistant principal, or one of those two. He's going to go into that a little bit later on the story uh, of a uh, middle school on Long Island, New York. Justin, why don't you tell us what uh, we're talking about on today's show? Yeah, today's show, uh, we're going to be talking about different journeys with an educational background. So we'll get into different ways um, you can use that background. Uh, what it's like to teach versus run a school, differences between those different paths, and just balancing side hustles. So uh, really looking forward to today. But Don, before we get into uh, today's discussion, um, you know I'm stressing. My, my jets are on right now in the background, so I'm having a drink. How about you? you drinking anything good? Yes, I am. You know, Monday cocktails. I kind of like this vibe that we got going on. What do you, what um, you got rocking? You know, today I, I kept it classy. I went with the old-fashioned. Uh, so I used Buffalo Trace, you know, one of my favorites. Very good. Um, you know, what I've been doing is I just take Buffalo Trace, I take a little bit of simple syrup, I take the Angostura bitters, and then you actually got me this nice bitter set for Christmas last year. Um, it has a couple different flavors of bitters, and, you know, I was rocking with the orange for a while. I know that pairs well with the old fashions, but, you know, I went in, pulled out what I thought was orange, but it was actually cherry. And I was like, hmm, this might, might work, actually. And it's pretty fucking delicious. So nice. I think awesome, it man. works well. Nice. How about you? Just straight up scotch whiskey tonight. Uh, nothing fancy except the glass. Um, Just this is my straight up scotch. Glass. For, for all the YouTubers here, uh, this is we got this in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, so Kentucky Derby here with all the horses going around. So my favorite glass. Yeah, just a nice, neat pour of scotch today. No, nothing too crazy. Is that on the trip that I took with you? Yeah, yeah. What was that? Yeah, last year? Two years ago? That was last year, yeah. Last year. I don't remember you getting that. Uh, <laughs> I snuck it in, I guess. I don't remember where I got it. But you I'm stole really it from a distillery? Remember when that was a thing? People were just stealing glasses stealing from glasses, breweries, breweries everything. They do have, like, the best glasses, though. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. But they all are, like, seven bucks. They're all affordable. Just pay for it, man. Well, now that we have big boy jobs, you know, but like back in the day, you know, That's and true. it was kind of like the rush, you know, I don't want to say people are kleptos, but you know, you get a little bit of a jolt when you, when you, you snag a little glass or like those little tasting glasses. Cause I'm never going to buy those tasting ones. Yeah. It's kind of like, mm, you know, Beauty if I forget that it's in my pocket, you know, whatever. Dude, I get it. I get it. You got to go with the girl, right? Cause they have a purse. So it's just built in, you know, just built it in, put it in the bag, leave. Yeah, they got to start frisking people on their way out or something. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I've been rocking this hat. I got this hat in Thailand. Got a couple other hats that I've been picking up from breweries on the way there. Vermont's got some great breweries. But, you know, our friend uh, Dean Siriaco likes to rock some hats. He's got a Boston hat on ugh, right now. But, you know, here's a good time to bring him on. Why don't we uh, start this interview? You know, Dean, how's it going? What's going on right now? Uh, nothing much. I've been... Not really hide. I don't know if I'm going to be able to cut my video out, by the way. So I, I might just be in the corner of this the entire time you're talking about the cocktail. You know, so, you're used to just standing in the corner. So. Pretty, pretty, pretty much. And I can't. I, I don't drink, so I can't really. Uh, I can't really add to that conversation. So we just got to yes. get you a little cup of water. 
Or like a Shirley Temple. <laughs> that sounds great. Well, I want to thank you for being our inaugural guest for the podcast, Dean. It means a lot to us for you to come on and speak about all of the great things that you're doing. Um, so let's just jump into it. You know, I want to I want to get into this baseball website, baseball empire that you've built up, the Skippers View. Um, mm-hmm. Where did this idea come from to just all of a sudden curate this this empire? Well, it mainly derived from our friend Brett calling me and talking for like an hour or two uh, at a time about fantasy baseball. Um, and I, I kept saying, one, I just didn't, I didn't want to listen to him anymore. Uh, and two, two, I, I just feel like if you're just going to spend two hours doing something, you might as well like make it productive. So I brought it up to him a bunch of times about making it into, into some sort of podcast. And he was actually resistant at doing a podcast uh, for a while. But you know, Brett, like he always wanted to work for ESPN, like his dream up until college when he realized he had to be a real person was to work for ESPN and work in sports. Um, and now we're, we're kind of in a world where like, even though that's not our actual profession, uh, we could, we could be someone in that world. And we've built a little social footprint now, uh, in the, in the baseball Twitter, Twitterverse, which is, which is nice. So it really derived from that. And, uh, the website it's, it's, it's kind of changed. The, the Twitter was really the first thing that I put a lot of time into, uh, which was difficult, but I spent like a year and a half uh, just like studying Twitter, um, now X, and the analytics and how it works and what works when you post it and all, all of that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it started off as this, this Twitter account, and was it mostly catered towards fantasy baseball or was it just baseball in general? I never really catered it towards fantasy baseball, at least on the Twitter. We started the website too. So I started the website and the Twitter at the same time. Um, so I bought the URL. Uh, the skippers www.theskippersview.com uh and i made a it was on wix so i like built the website all myself and it was a pain in the butt uh to do that i didn't i didn't love the way it looked and i didn't really want to hire someone to design it so it was kind of like a shanky it was honestly the website was just crap this past january we kind of had like a or at least brett he came over he was he was home back in new york uh, and we kind of had like a reset and i said i'm gonna like dive pretty deep into the twitter if you want to work on the website and like writing things so we switched over to Substack, which is just much cleaner so if you go on our website it's like it almost looks like a newspaper so it's just <laughs> the icons from each each blog and each article or each podcast or whatever um so it's it's much easier it's easier to share on twitter and it's easier for people to subscribe so we have like 400 people who have subscribed to the email list so if i send send out an article it goes to them and then we post on twitter and people come that way so we're looking at like a hundred thousand from january to now it's like probably like a hundred or from January to January, so when January comes, if we stay on a certain pace, we'll be at like seventy-five to a hundred thousand, somewhere in that range. Website clicks, which is nice because we really didn't start working on the website until, like, we didn't start doing weekly, like three blogs a week until like July. Mm-hmm. Nice. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty good. You know, you just touched on something which was interesting. Uh, you mentioned Brett about having to like grow up and find a job, and then get to you experience kind of um maybe a passion project right in a side hustle i think it's a, like a cool piece there i mean we, we talked about my my side hustle last week and um it's it's interesting to see that from your perspective uh dean is just hey it's something you guys like to do right why not either monetize it or do it for fun or do it in a more organized fashion uh, it's a pretty cool kind of concept there yeah and we are monetized now which is nice on twitter at least so 
once you it's i think it's it, you have to hit in a three month span you have to hit 15 million impressions on twitter and i accidentally went like viral a few times with some uh news that i'm not going to talk about because i don't want to uh give any light to it and also because i was afraid that i was going to get hit for like a lawsuit or something but i didn't uh, and it turned out i looked into the free speech laws and i am i am okay there uh <laughs> but yes yeah, so, and uh, so twitter is really where we get we get more of our traction uh so we have like seven thousand followers there i have a youtube but i don't really i do like card openings so i started doing like box breaks which wow. is a, a really crazy world that i don't want to be part of um but i'm somewhat part of it like on a very small scale uh but they're create those people are crazy the ones that yeah. just open cards all day long uh they're they're nut jobs yeah <laughs> and you do the, the the funko pop giveaways yeah we do giveaways we do like fun. and a lot of people send us stuff to get which is just cr- it's crazy like people will just send us stuff to give away um people will just send me like cards sometimes uh and then i recently wrote letters to every single mlb team uh to try to get s- just swag from them that we're just going to give away which someone on youtube did and they actually 25 of the 30 MLB teams sent them stuff, but the guy kept it all. So I was just like, I'll just give it away. <laughs> and you get a bunch of people like, yeah, we want it. And they'll just, they just like it's and follow pretty, it. Pretty so, shitty of that guy. Yeah, Have you had any shitty. response from the MLB teams yet? Two teams sent back the letters. Yeah, two teams oh, sent back okay. the letters. But uh, at least five teams, I had a QR code on the uh, on the letter itself. Like I hand wrote the letter with my iPad and then stuck a QR code on it. At least five teams have scanned the QR code. So I know that they have it. Do you guys talk about like double A and triple A? I feel like that's like not talked about in like podcasts or the media. And imagine if you just like own that zone where it's like you know everything I, about these triple A players. I don't think anyone actually wants to listen to that though. So the one, <sighs> the one thing, so I'm like the, the real fans which, do. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> What you guys have will sort of find, um, especially when I teach it to you, like the analytical side of everything, both on social media and like podcasts. I mean, for us, the podcast, I, I mean, I've said this to Brett, it's probably my least favorite thing to do, like in terms of, because the analytics are pretty, like we, it start, we started off very hot, um, but we were doing like the same thing that almost every baseball company is doing, which is just talking about the games and no one really cares about our opinion. Uh mm-hmm nor do I care about most people's opinion, to be honest with you. Uh, but when we have guests on, so we started getting some like authors to come on those interviews, those podcast episodes, like shoot up. We have a couple thousand people who listen to those. Um, we, again, mostly Spotify, like Spotify and Apple podcasts are two, uh, two highest analytically. Um, but then when it's just like Brett talking, it's, we get like 10 views. It like fluctuates. <laughs> <laughs> so i try i try to get guests on because people all their that's all their fans want to hear those people right 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 and i feel like yeah. yeah you know there's a very niche community but if you get one guy who's written a book you know like I'm yeah sure or, he's got a couple or, thousand or a people player. that I, I like talk to players now which is like the craziest thing oh wow i'm just like, like DM- mlb players yeah like current and former yeah it's, it's pretty cool any cool. uh any ones that i would know Billy Wagner is probably the one what? that you know. You talked yeah. to Billy Wagner? Yeah. <laughs> the weird world. He was supposed to, he was going to come on the podcast. This is early, early on the podcast. And I forget what happened. I don't know if Brett was like, too, I, I forget. I think Brett at that point in time didn't really want to do interviews. Um, and we kind of, I kind of lost that, that one that up. Chance. Yeah. Yeah, right? 
he I still DM him, so I, I think he probably would come on. The thing is, is he's the Hall of Fame vote's going to be coming up soon, and he there's a good chance he gets elected into the Hall yeah. of Fame this year. So I want to get him on before that. So I really got I got hit I got hit him up. I talked to him think during the season. He, who do you think he would go in as? What team? Ooh, that's tough. The Astros, no? Houston, probably. Probably. Yeah. Who, who's he on? Houston, the Mets. Was he on Houston, Philly? Mets, Phillies, Braves. Yeah, he was kind of all over the place. Red Sox for a moment. Yeah. I really love that NL East. I see. Yeah, he's a little NL East tour. Um, yeah, so he's he's won. Will Middlebrooks is another. He's a Red Sox player. He won the World Series from the 2013. Um, and I DM no, like listen. I'm not proud of it, but I DM a lot of like prospects mm-hmm. to see if they want to come on. So like 20 it's a numbers year olds. game, you know? Yeah. Uh, which is when I'm and get bigger players, you have to talk to their agents. So I now I have a couple emails, email threads going on with agents of some players. So same, we'll see. Who's the who's the really big agent who like does all the high Scott profile Boris. guys? Scott, Scott Boris. Boris. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say Scott Brocious, but he was a player, right? He's a player, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Scott Boris Scott would Boris. not respond to my email. No. So. <laughs> Dude makes stags. <laughs> you can ha- you can handwrite letters. Like I had done that in the past. Like I wrote uh, Andrew Bantendi. I wrote him a handwritten letter when I was in college. We were like the same age, and I asked for an autograph. And his agent actually did write back to me and said, "Once Andrew's back from the road trip, I'm going to get him to sign an autograph." And what sucks for me because I want that autograph was that his his agent got like arrested for keeping cameras in his shower uh, and like spying spying Love on Andrew? his. Uh, yeah, uh, the the agent had like cameras in the shower, or something like that at his house, and like spy on spy on the athletes. So he got what fired. Weird enough. <laughs> yeah. So I never got that autograph. Something that something that sticks with me. All right. So that sounds like a fun point to move on. Fucking weird enough. Sure, there's a black market for it. Probably. I I might pull. I I. I'll pull it up once we're done, like raw mm-hmm. fair, and I'll I'll show you guys it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, not the vi- know, before, I'm not gonna show you the video. I'm not gonna show you the. Vi- I'm talking. I'll show you the agent. Before we get into your real job, I want to talk about your other side hustle real quick. Uh, you know, you and our other friend Joe Ferraro uh, got really into what, what's the game called again? Is the card? Rocking, man? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what's it called? Yu Gi Oh. Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh, yes, that's right, that's right. So, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh's made a renaissance over the last, what'd you say, two years, maybe? Three years? Maybe uh, it never yeah. went away, I don't know. Why is that? It never like, went away. Yeah. There's been, there's been like, I, I, mean, I just got, so, but a little over a year ago, Joe, I forget, we, I think we were at Pat's wedding, and he walks up to me, he's like, I got a confession to make. I'm like, what's that? What's that? <laughs> He's like, I started buying Yu-Gi-Oh cards, Ken. I said, you freaking loser. I'm like, how much did you spend? He's like, $175. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Now, a year later, that $175 is like nothing. Uh, so, yeah, this was Joe's idea. So similar to, like, what we're doing, what I'm kind of helping with you guys, like, I just I studied the social media for so long that I, I kind of figured, figured out the analytics for that. Uh, and Joe had been watching YouTube and sort of figure out the analytics for that so we kind of like work together uh and it's we're probably going to monetize that as well which is going which, which is going to be cool um and that's fun that's all youtube for the most part i do the Twitter. Are, are most of the videos like dueling or are they pack openings or so we were doing pack openings at first that doesn't get much track and traction there's a game called master duel which i don't know if you're familiar with it's just like the game is it on the laptop kid. Laptop, phone, or like anything you use. I think play. I've seen Joe play a couple um, times. 
yeah, like Joe will make master duel videos that gets they they get legit. Like the la the last one he had has like over a thousand views and like a hundred and twenty something watch hours. So watch hours, it's not views that's important. It's actually watch hours. So you need you need three thousand watch hours in a three hundred sixty five day period to then be monetized. On so, a specific video or just in no, total? just in general, just on your channel in general. Okay. So we we're on track to have that monetized. So I would have the Skippers View Twitter monetized, and then we would have that YouTube monetized, which would be pretty gotcha. cool. Yeah. Which is a crazy world that like I just get paid to tweet. I don't get paid a lot, but uh, I I get I do get a monthly. Well, it's payment. something that you were doing, not getting paid. Right. And now you're Might still well doing it. it. And now you're getting paid. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a weird, weird, you, very weird world. Dude, how do you balance all this stuff even with your like your day to day job? I me and Dom always say you have the somehow like you have more hours in the day than everyone, or you just maybe use your time better. Um, I probably just. I don't know. I one, I become highly, highly addicted to stuff like this. Like I love I view it as a competition, one. So I set a goal and I'm like, my goal right now with this whole thing is I mean, I've been offered a nice chunk of change for the the name, the skipper's view, uh and, and the ownership of the Twitter. Like someone wanted to just buy everything out, right? I, I said no to that. Uh and then I've been offered like twice now for us to be like under the umbrella of a larger company. So essentially like they would own us, but I would still be working, but they would own the skipper's view, the likeness and all that. Cause I formed like an LLC and everything for it. Um, so they would, they would buy that out. And I said, no, that also, um, cause I don't really, it's not uh, for me. It's not, I mean, if I had no job, then I probably would have done that. Um, but my goal one, it's a fun thing to do with my friend. So it's a fun thing to do with Brett. Um, we love, but two, Brett. I just, what's up? We love Brett. Yeah, we love Brett. Uh, so it's a fun thing to do with my friends, and I, my main goal is like I would love to meet like a Red Sox player at Fenway Park, which I was I was supposed to be at a game with Will Middlebrooks, and uh, I was going to be able to meet him in person. But he's not an active player, so that doesn't that doesn't really count. Would you introduce yourself as Dean Siriaco, Tim? Probably. <laughs> That's how the card store knew my name for a long time. Like the, the cards store I go to, like to buy the boxes when people want to like open packs. I was, I was, I was Dean for like six months, and the guy finally, re- the guy offered me a job actually, um, which I turned down because I can't handle another job. Uh, but then he realized my name was actually not Dean, which is funny. But to Justin, to answer your question, yeah, it's a lot. It's also scheduling a lot of stuff. So with this, with with all the social media stuff, I just I'll spend one day and just kind of like sit there. Um, and schedule posts for like the entire week. So for, for example, for like Lifelands, Yugicentric, Skippers View, what I have like a social media schedule now that's like I have a calendar and I forgot to do it today. So I'm going to do it tomorrow where, like I told you guys last week, I'm just like setting posts to, I'm scheduling posts ahead of time to post every day, like an hour apart to then see what, what time in the day gets more impressions. Um, and then kind of, kind of work on that. But yeah, just, I don't like I don't like sitting and just like watching TV, unless I, I feel like I'm being productive. So, I usually I go on Twitter a decent amount. I read a lot of books. Um, I don't listen to other you podcasts. Mean X? X, yeah, sorry, X. Um, just, I don't listen to other podcasts. Right. Uh, Brett does that a lot. That's kind of his way of intaking baseball stuff. I, I'm I'm mainly just get my baseball information off of Twitter. Yeah. Nice, impressive, man. Well. So we've talked about a little bit of side hustles. Maybe let's get into kind of what the nine to five looks like. So maybe just to start, like what, 
what's your background, right? Like educational background, undergrad, grad, what, what did that journey look like? And then how did you get to where you are today? Yeah. So I, I went to Malloy university, it's not Malloy university, it was Malloy college. Um, I wanted to stay close to my high school cause that's where I wanted to end up going, going and teaching. So I went to Malloy, uh, when I was 20, they offered my high school offered me a coaching job. So Kellenberg offered me a coaching job. So I actually, I stopped, I was on the track team Malloy. I stopped practicing, but I was able, able to finagle my way to just competing. So I just show up at a couple of mates and that, so I can keep my scholarship. Uh, so I did that. Then yes, I went to a different Catholic school. Uh, I was there for five years and then I moved to the school I'm at currently, uh, where I am assistant principal and dean of students. So, so and educate. Like walk me through that because I guess most of my friends are either teachers, right? I I don't know. I know educators, but in the, only the teacher role. How do mm-hmm. you get up into the administration roles or the other roles that an education system has to offer? Kind of just fall ass backwards into it to some extent. Um, <laughs> well, first off, you need to get a degree. So my bachelor's is in um, education and a focus social studies. My master's is in American history with a focus on the progressive era. Uh, and then I have a degree in school building leadership. Uh, which I which I got recently, but I actually got that after I started being an admin. I honestly like I you have to have the skills, like the people skills, to some extent. Or for me, I think I'm I'm like pretty organized and I have good ideas. Um, but you just have to want it. Like a lot of people don't want it because it is a pain. Like teaching compared to being an an admin. Yeah. Uh, like now doing both of them, like teaching is. I wish I was back in the class. I don't teach at all anymore. Really? I teach, I teach one period a week because we just needed someone to cover a class. Um, and it's really, I just sit there and we just like talk about any history time. Like I'll just, I'll just say like any, ask me any history question. And we'll just talk about it for 40 minutes. So is it, I'm curious why you say like teaching might be the easier route or, or maybe the less, less, uh, less conflict route. sounds like it. Is it just like the politics? Is it just the paperwork? Like what makes, the admin such a burden sometimes well when you're a teacher you just have to worry about your classroom like you're worried about your teaching you're not worried about all the other teachers teaching when you're admin you have to worry about all of the teachers teaching so you're not just when when i was in my social studies room i just i cared about my lesson planning and my teaching and that's it um like obviously you care about the school but like you're not worried about what x person is doing in their classroom when you're in an administrative role you have to worry one I mean, behaviorally, the kids, you have to deal with the parents, um, fundraising, safety. Uh, but then, like I just said, like worrying about teachers and what their classrooms are like and helping them with that. Mm-hmm. So, and so are very, you the I, dean and the assistant principal? Yeah. Hmm. Huh. What's, <laughs> what's the next step? Like, is it principal? Like, is that the last? I guess, where do you go from here? All yeah, three of them? All three, yeah, all three. No, well, it depends what you want to do. Like, I don't, I don't know for sure, kind of what I, what I want to do. Because sure. I also like coaching, so I coach. I still coach at a high school level, and I coach at a club level now too. So I work, I work for a track club as well as coaching on the high school level. Nice. Yeah, Tyler, take um, me through um, this school-wide basketball tournament that you guys put on from year to year. What with the teachers playing each other? The one where. You and Johnny went against Kevin. Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I, <laughs> Take us through it. So, well, it's it's a fun thing to do for the kids. Like, 
Can you imagine having your middle school, our middle school teachers, just having a three v three best out of three basketball tournament? Hyped during that tournament. It's it's freaking sick. Uh, So we have we we have a really nice gym at our school, and it's like an echo chamber in there. So if you even just one person in there screaming, it's like deafening. So we just put like 200 middle schoolers in there and we just have a three, three V three tournament, uh, of the teachers. And we, we do volleyball, we do dodgeball, we do like different sports and just like put on like a mini Justin, show for you, them. Have you heard of this? this That's is... intense. I've heard the basketball. I think it's cool what? that you guys do different sports too. That's fun. Yeah, what so about, we do, we what do... about the chess game? Have you heard about the chess oh, game? Oh, I heard about yeah. this and the flyers <laughs> that went around the school. Yeah. I start like propaganda. I'm like pretty much pushing propaganda. It's, it's, yeah, if, if it's your it's, student, you know, you want to, you want to edge, you know, you're, okay so we live in a very different world now where i mean when we were kids i don't know i can go on a rant about like just how kids are today and technology and how it affects them dean Um, this is a free you know this is an open podcast you can speak your mind on here well again you just you you have how often do you see kids riding bikes anymore and like going to parks and playing with their friends sure rarely rarely I'm on their phone, on the Nintendo yeah. Switch. So everyone's on their phone. So like, we, we try to our school. We're really trying to build like just like a a safe place for the. I don't like we're using the word safe place, but like honestly, a safe haven for these kids to spend like twelve hours a day. Yeah. Uh, so we want them to want to be at the building and stay after school and do clubs and sports with their friends. Um, but we also want to like build positive relationships with them. And for me, part of doing that was like I would do those the basketball or the the volleyball or the the chess match and yeah i would hang out i would hang posters throughout the building uh <laughs> that probably wouldn't fly at other schools um but i mean the, who, who's gonna get you in trouble you're the dean you know <laughs> exactly yeah um i'll write a demerit to myself but it's really it's really just for the kids it's just fun i i, I don't really care about like yeah, honestly I mean, just do it for the kids yeah it's just you want to just do fun fun stuff for them that's that's just that's the goal uh and it's a lot of fun i won there's video evidence of it. People people will debate that, um, but we we won uh, won that basketball tournament. Volleyball, I lost, but we don't talk about that. And then we won dodgeball. So, yes. is your yeah. is your brother still at the school? He is. Yeah. What's his role? He's a gym teacher. That's good. Nice. Yeah. I I guess maybe a question I have is, um, has education always been? Like, why education? Did someone influence you? Did someone help you get there? You know, family, friends, what have you? No, family, definitely not. Um, I think my parents were very against me being a teacher at first. From They'll probably tell you a different story, but I, I seem to recall them saying, don't go into teaching because you won't make much money, which is definitely true. Uh, but no, when I was in high school, my coach, uh, Kevin Buckley, was uh, definitely a huge positive influence on my life. And I kind of just decided then that I would like to do something where I get to impact someone in that positive way, where if I could just impact someone at like an ounce of like one tenth of the way that he impacted me, then I feel like I, I lived a good life. So that was kind of the motivation into, into going into education and athletics. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I feel like we all have one or two educational people in our life. Like I definitely know I, I had someone in actually in college I can just call back to that just helped me get through a bad time, right? Or just, you know, did things, maybe you mess up, right? And a, a teacher or a professor handles it differently than you thought. And you're like, wow, like, I, I really appreciate that moment, whatever it is. So, I mean, we're with, you know, kids are with their educators for the majority of the day. 
right? Yeah. Like, and, and, and all kids hit a point in their lives where they're not comfortable talking to their, like, teen, usually when sure. they're teenagers, middle school, where they're not comfortable talking to their parents about important things for whatever reasons, or the parents just aren't, aren't really there, there for them in the way that they need. Uh, so being able, being able to be that person uh, is, is, I think, I just want to do something meaningful. Like, I didn't yeah. want to sit behind, no offense to sitting behind a desk, but I would have killed myself if I was sitting behind a desk doing nothing. I wouldn't, my brain wouldn't have been able to handle that. Um, and I just wanted to do something where you, like, I impacted, impact lives in a positive way. It's awesome. I, I got one more final question for you. With the virtual environment, now that we can do everything on, on Zoom or whatever, do we have snow days anymore or is that taken away? Uh, I don't know what other schools do, but I know what we do. So, what do you guys do? So we, we put up uh, work for them on the Google Classroom. Tough. So w- yeah. what you're saying is we got out just in time. Like, we got the snow days. Yeah, but, like, it's not like we're sitting on our cameras for eight hours. Yeah. yeah. So, and, the, and then they don't, I like, think about it this way. You have to spend an hour doing some work on a snow day, like, in the morning before you go out into the snow. And then you don't have to stay an extra day in the summer. That's the trade-off. Yeah. If you have a snow day, you have to make it up eventually, and it's typically in the summer. Oh yeah, they used to have like unused snow days at the exactly. end of the year. Yeah. So it's. Yeah, I, I, I actually think they don't have that. That they they probably got it better than we did because we would have to make up the we would have to make up the days. Also, we barely have snow days. Sure. Warming man. Yeah. We get plenty yeah, of snow we, up here though. We get. Yeah, man. We can get into that climate change conversation. Build the, I, uh, build the I started walls. watching this random guy on YouTube who like goes ham into these maps of like weather and like predicting weather patterns. It's actually pretty informative and they're they're entertaining to watch. I could share some resources with you. He cool. says we're gonna have a very light winter snow wise for the northeast. Sounds good. I'm okay with it. I'm not okay with that because I would like me and Deirdre would like to go up and go skiing soon and shred the gnar. So yeah, I would love I'd love to shred I wanna circle I like back to... real quick to Buckley and yes this the idea of mentors yes and how when we're growing up it's a little easier to have mentors just because you know we're constantly surrounded by educators you know whether it's high school or like college or we're doing you know organized sports but then as we get older you know in our late 20s and early 30s we're not necessarily in that environment anymore so it's either we have a coworker who you know is like a pseudo mentor to us or I don't even know, like, how you would find new mentors. I, well, I think also it's, you know, when you're a young professional, sometimes you have the mentality of, I just want to prove myself or, um, you know, you don't want to ask the dumb question, right? So you kind of maybe get a little nervous, maybe scared of asking for help. And, and that maybe that person early in your career becomes that mentor. But I see your point. Like, for me, I, I have people outside my company, within my company, both informal, formal. but I've grown up right in a corporate environment where there's a structure around that. Uh, it sounds like you guys probably don't have that, right? That I have mid-year reviews, year-end reviews. It's all this like corporate structure, for better or for worse. Not gonna lie, but um, I know I, I'm getting your point, Dom. Like it's it's harder to find that when you get older. Right. You really need to be a little bit crafty in searching for it, you know? Because yeah, in your situation, you you're part of this organization where there are people that are basically you just 15 years in the future, right? Exactly. So then they see kind of like a, uh, a former version of themselves, but, you know, someone like my field or, you know, some other fields, it's, it's not as curated as that. So, 
Yeah, it's been an interesting, you know, journey for me because I always liked the idea of mentors and I had a really good mentor when I was in college. And uh, since leaving there, I really haven't found that that silver bullet for it. Well, that's more, I think it, there's a distinct difference between a, men, a work mentor and just like a life mentor, though. Mm-hmm. And what Justin's describing is more like a work mentor. True. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I go to Buckley for anything. It's not just it's not just work related. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, so that's that's I think I know what you're saying, Justin. With like, like you're or Dom, like 15 years, like this person is just you 15 years later. Um, but I think it's more difficult to find like a really good life mentor outside your parents. But again, some people don't have like again. I I'm blessed to have have two great parents. But just having him, for example, as an extra resource uh, is is very very beneficial to me. Especially in the time, like in that in that time of my life when I was in high school and college, I wasn't talking to my parents uh, in an open and honest way. So I, w- I wouldn't I wouldn't ask my dad certain questions where I felt comfortable going going to Buckley. Um, but yeah, still to this day, like I call I need I need like four days ago I needed help in a situation I'm dealing with right now, uh, and he was he was the first person first person I called. So it's good. It's a good relationship you fostered, and yeah. Yeah, you know, just got to continue to build on it, create new ones, right? Yeah, and I, I think it's my. I would like to be mentors to students down down the road as well, which I think I think at this point I've been teaching long enough where where I, I've I've realized that I've become I've become that. So, which is which is a good feeling. So, yeah, and I, I believe in that serendipity where it's like if you start putting out into the world what you're looking for it's just going to kind of fall into your lap. You know what I'm saying? Like if you start mm-hmm. being a mentor towards people, a mentor for you will, you know, magically appear, you know, I don't know the work kind of works in weird ways. I've been pre- privy to some of those instances. So, yeah. All right. Well, Justin, do you have any closing remarks for our guest Dean? No, I just appreciate your time. Appreciate you being the inaugural guest. Um, you know, appreciate all the work uh, that you're helping appreciation. with us here. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, well, you know. I'm going to reverse interview right now. So what is your guys like? Because we haven't talked. So, um, you know, I think. Justin, mute your microphone. For God's sakes. <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, yeah, we're going to get him a new microphone. We got a webcam. You know, every week we're going to add to the equipment pool. Your webcam's kind of blurry, but, you know, that'll be for a different one. But uh, my my intent with this podcast is, you know, we're kind of at that junction in our lives where people are, you know, getting into their career. They're getting into these next phases of life, whether it's parenthood or, you know, whatever, or, you know, going back to school or, you know, taking that next leap in, in their career wise. And, you know, I'm just curious to see what brought them into that place. You know, we have some really, I don't know, a lot of the times, like we just see our friends as just like our friends. And then we backtrack and like, oh shit, like there's like a deeper level to like where they got, especially like people that we kind of know, but like we're not like super close with. So we haven't seen their day to day progression. For instance, you know, I've lived in Oregon the last five years, right? So like, I really haven't been up to date with what people are doing. I didn't even know our friend John moved back to Long Island, right? So it's just like, kind of like catching up with these things. And then, um, you know, just starting to build that, that network. And you know, that's my intent with this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin, do you have similar I, thoughts or? I mean, I think you and I do a good job. We've done a good job throughout our lives of just knowing people. Like, we are both 
extroverted. We meet people. And I think what we found out too is we've met some really interesting people throughout our lives, whether we have direct relationships with them now or not. Uh, like I want to pull some of those people in that maybe I haven't talked to in, in a while. They're just interesting and they've gone through life events that I haven't and I can't speak to, or they've gone through similar life events than us and we can speak the similarities and differences of those, you know? Um, I mean, I had a conversation with a friend pretty recently and, and his family and I got to meet his family and um, like going through all their educational background and their, they were blue collar workers and it just kind of resonated me. I'm like, wow, this is like so different than anything I've known. Like I want to learn more. I want to, it was really interesting to me, and I think other people would love to listen. So um, I'm looking forward to just bringing some cool people onto the podcast. And, you know, it starts with Dean here and, and the educational background, and we'll kind of get to some really cool people, I think, in the future. Are you not saying Dean is really cool? He's the coolest. I know what I am. I'm just uh, – you're just getting reps <laughs> in for interviews. So. Tyler, are you sponsored by The Rock? I was just thinking no, I that. Should have wore, I actually, I actually have a Skippers View sweatshirt. It was just in the bottom of the hamper. What, so I dude? I on. want some Skippers View swag. Yeah, I got Skippers View swag. I've, I've started to think about Lifeline swag. Uh, me and I think Stickers is swag. a good place. It's kind of, it like looks like a sticker. Easy start. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm putting right, that shit so on some, a water bottle. So some background to people who have listened, who have 40 minutes in, which will probably be like my girlfriend or her sister will listen to this entire thing. Um, Perfect. Uh, um, all the all the photos and whatnot that we have is all artificial intelligence. So, the don't tell people our secret. <laughs> I've created <laughs> this with my own bare hands. I told them I that I I designed it. Yeah, you did. Which is, uh, which is, uh, which is obviously, obviously a bold face lie. Now, do you guys do you guys plan on like trying to reach out to like larger larger? I don't want to say people, but yeah, I guess more well known people at one point. Yeah, whales. Yeah. Do you have a whale? So, so yeah. Actually, question: Do you have a whale? Because I have a whale on my side. Yeah, I, I, I have wonder two, if you I guys have two, a whale. Two whales. Let me hear your whale. My first whale is my uh, old college roommate Chris McElvain, who runs a very successful online coaching business, and he's built up a Twitter following of I think he's at one hundred fifty thousand now. Um, just got there, and he's only been active for less than two years. Um, so he's doing pretty well for himself. He just bought a new Audi. It's fucking sick. He, uh, he actually, he lives in the same building as, uh, Ronald Jones used to live there. Hmm. Oh, the Rojo. Bay Buccaneer. Yeah. Rojo. Oh, Fumble wow. machine. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then my, uh, second whale is, uh, the famous Tyler Jean, the, uh, CEO of functional foods. I don't know if he's still functional foods. I think it might just be Ty- Dr. Tyler Jean now. Yeah. I think it just changed um, it. Yeah. But he, he had a similar kind of background to Chris, um, although, you know, more school and stuff like that, you know, where he started off, I think, as a vegan uh, food Instagram kind of thing. And then it, you know, developed into more coaching and he does a lot more health promotion. So, you know, do like saunas and like red light therapy and like acupuncture and stuff like that. And he's, you know... Um, created a pretty big empire that way i think he's kind of taken a break over the last year and a half from it um he's someone who i'd be interested to catch up with just to see where he's at but he he's got a great business mind he's always thinking next step i know he does workshops in like new york city and la and miami and stuff um so those are my two whales uh i thought of a third one but i got a couple i mean i definitely want to bring our ceo of la kick on i mean to see someone 
grow a company from scratch to a, a pretty pretty large business is just impressive, and to be a part of that now is pretty cool. Um, you know, I've got some cool people that um, I'm keeping in the uh, the back pocket. I think we're going to bring on um, in the future. But I mean, for me, like again, we just have some cool, whether it be friends, whether it be extended family, whether it be you know some random dude that we met a few times. Like, I think there's some cool people that we can bring on to this. So. Um, I'm excited for next week. I mean, next week's interview is not that cool. <laughs> we don't know that yet. I'm going to ask him if uh, we could talk about his family's divorce. Are you? I'm going to ask him. This seems like a, a part we may need to edit out. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, so, no, 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 we don't need to edit this out. Well, because uh, this out. one of the well, things that you, I I yeah, thought about do, do with you... you well, yeah, I mean, it depends who, you know, and go, like go, I'll, go, I'll reach out to them beforehand because I remember Joe told me this when his family was going through a divorce where he was just like, it made me see my parents as people and not as like these kind of almighty beings for the first time in my life. Yeah, that's and, totally fair. And that's such a fucking important realization because you stop blaming your parents for maybe like teachings that they didn't teach you or like short, you know, like you realize that your parents are literally people, you know, who like get jealous and like have like these insecurities and these issues. And you start to see them more as uh, I don't want to say friends, but like on an even kind of playing field, um, which I think is a really important transition in a young person's life. What were you thinking about asking me from a serious note? Yeah. I didn't have any. Oh, I thought you just said you were thinking about this prior. No, no I was going to say, I'm not, I'm not that serious. I mean, I could probably think of some traumatic shit, but <laughs> what was it like getting punched in the face by Danny O'Connell? Oh, <laughs> let's pull up this video from what, what year do you think that was? 2009, uh, 2010, maybe? probably. It doesn't say yeah, 2011, something like that. Yeah. I wonder what kind of phone them. we recorded that on. Maybe a razor. Probably not an iPhone. Did you see this phone that Kendrick Lamar is coming out with? No. Is it like a flip phone? It's like a very basic phone. It's just like calls, text, a couple other things, but like it's not a smartphone. And honestly, I think that's the People next wave. It. People are going to buy it. Yeah, that, that's actually pretty good. Nokia actually... is making a comeback. <laughs> I'm going to ask like 10 more questions now to keep Justin on this podcast. Um, not a chance. He's got to jump. So. Cool. I, I can't believe he doesn't have headphones or a microphone. Yeah. So again, awesome. Thanks. Bye. Little, little bit, little behind the curtain. No, no, you can't leave yet. You can't leave yet. Okay, now you can leave. Silence. Finally. I know. Again, how hard is it just to buy a microphone? I'm. You it guys can't. I think thirty bucks. You can't interview real people with 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 that sound the entire time. I'm, gonna... I'm just gonna buy him the microphone that I have. You this is pretty have good, to. actually. Kind of like it. Yeah, you got you got. I was looking at it on Amazon. You got a solid solid mic. So yeah. for what you're doing, you don't need what I have right now. So no, no. I don't. I don't no. want it to. What, what's with like this black thing though? What does this do? Uh, that is supposed to be in front of the microphone. It's just supposed to help with like your T's and P's. T's and P's. Yeah. T T's. <laughs> <laughs> <BBs. laughs> um, so yeah you have you have a condenser yeah. microphone right now so like it's taking noise from like all around the room 
Uh, so it's a little more sensitive. Like I have a dynamic, so like I have to be right in front of it. So if I put it over here, you don't really hear me. You don't hear me at all. Right. So you don't hear me at all there while I was talking, but yeah. for you, like you could walk five feet away and we still would hear it. The dynamic is like, you have to be directly in front of it. So this is like can, a, this is actual like radio. Yeah. Like I can hear you. Can you hear me now? Yep. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah, well that was cool. That was fun. Yeah. I think we just need to get a little tighter, you know, as far as our questionings. Although I kind of liked like the looseness of it. No, looseness is, looseness is good. When you guys have actual... I'll leave this in, by the way, because people actually get interested by this, um, like the making of the making yeah. of things. Um, and analytics and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, when you're doing actual interviews with, with, with real people, not me, uh, you just want to... You want to have... It really would be like you or Justin running the interview. I know, that's interview. what I was telling him. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. He, I th- he was just getting antsy because you were late, to be honest. Uh, I know. And I was like, Justin, I was like, we need Dean. <laughs> Dean is the backbone of Lifelines. If he's 30 I mean, minutes late. It was our friend Michael's birthday. Had to drive well, and I was like, Joe. you should be dedicating at least an hour and a half to this. 8 to 9.30. I think that's the minimum. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you you might find someone that you, you talk to for like... the When I interviewed um, Adam Lazarus... That was like a good hour interview, but it was not like 20 minutes after. Because like when you jump off like the actual interview, like like say where we press stop right now, like that's where you get real, like the real stuff, honestly. Right, right. It was way more fun talking to him off air than it was on air. And it was the same for the other people I interviewed. Like I talked to the one woman, Aaron Carlson, for like, like no joke, like 40 minutes after the interview, just talking about like writing and books and like the process of writing. Because I have a book that I want to publish eventually, just like the process and like how to do that, um, which is, yeah, I should have talked about that. That's an interesting yeah. thing to talk about. I, I think it was fun. You know, I think, yeah, we need to just get a little tighter with that. And then, um, I don't know. He definitely wants to take a more serious role, I can tell. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm, tell me how you feel about your brother. Um, I mean, he's cool. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I he definitely wants to, like, get into, like, your career and stuff like that all the time. Which is fine. You know, I think it's good. But mm-hmm. I, I don't want it to just be, like, a so robotic as like what do you do where'd you go to school how'd you get to where you are what are your future goals you know stuff like that um and i I think it'll just be like a a blending of the two you know which like that's a good that's good balance where we get into that stuff but then we also get into like whatever you know like uh you know if someone comes on and their mom also passed away right like Mm -hmm. we probably should bring that up you know, I think mm-hmm. that would be a good. You want to hit the the hard hitting questions. Yeah, He's I don't want to do just that. be like a again like an interview of like what's your job. You know, no. it's not a yeah. not a LinkedIn. People interview. don't like people want just yeah they want they want the real the real yeah they want to see you as stuff. a person you know and then I think they're they'd be more interested in that type uh, of stuff. Yeah, I'm always interested in like the behind the scenes, anything, anything, whether it be movies, podcasts, like TV, like that stuff is what what interests interests me the most. Which is why I was kind of talking about the. Well, I didn't even talk about analytics too much, but like that, a lot of people were interested in like talking to people about like how to grow something online. Um, but it's a good it's a good year of just studying trends. Uh, and figure out how to do it. You really can't just yeah. It's, really it's just interesting. Into it. You know what you're doing. We're dropping the post at different times to see which yeah. one gets the most traction. It's yeah, and thought. we're still pretty we're still pretty small right now. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a little tougher. The Twitter though, we have like 800 something followers on the Lifelines mm-hmm. one. 
Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we'll just be consistent, you know, weekly interviews. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, what, what do you think? Should we really have an interview every week or should there be a week where it's just me and Justin and we go through like a topic? Uh, it depends if the topic is well-researched uh, by you guys. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's a point of you wasting time. Like I had this discussion, this discussion with Brett all the time. Like he'll be like, "Let's pop on for a podcast." I'm like, "What are we talking about?" He's like, mm-hmm. "I don't know. We'll just go over like the box scores." And to me, that's like that's not. There's no one wants no one wants to hear that. So if you guys mm-hmm. if you guys have some thump, like it would I think you'd have to alternate. Like it's like he's it, you research a topic and he like asks you the questions like questions on it. Yeah, I think we should you know from now on instead of like us like splitting the interview i really think it should just be like dominated by one person and then and then we should like literally have in the notes like ask question during here you know so it's not confusing of like when do i like interject you know no and i I think like justin can have his questions uh well it depends it really depends on 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 who on, on who it is it's a little easier with me but right, it's, it's easier with you, like with Joe, because he knows you guys, you know, not as well, but like very well. Yeah, you know, but like if he has like his friend Sal come on, like I don't know shit about Sal. Well, yeah, know? so then Justin. Well, you can write questions, but Justin should be asking them. So then, what, Say, what do I? I just like I'm silent the whole time. Well, you can jump it. You can jump in at the end, or like it depends. It just depends on the flow. Like if you have a question that's pertinent but it's like mixed in it's similar to a question that justin's asking and it flows better in like the middle of the conversation like it should just go to justin like if you're not the main like just so you're not jumping in i know but it's kind of hard to like know when to jump in then if it's not already like in the notes well that's why yeah you could you could do you could do that but the one thing you have to think about is when you're interviewing people like they might jump like so you might have 10 questions you're on question number two Right. In that answer, question number two, they might be answering numbers six, seven, and eight, and all of a sudden you're like completely thrown off. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, it's sometimes better for us who are like unexperienced interviewers to have like whether it be me as like the producer, like following, like which would probably make the most sense because I'm not I'm not really going to be involved in any of your guys' interviews to be on the Google Doc like crossing out when you ask when you when you ask a question. Okay, just let me. I'm going to highlight this right because it's done. And if he answers a question, if he answers question number ten when you ask question number two, I'll go ahead and make sure to read that out so it doesn't throw you guys off. I know. I'm just still kind of, you know, figuring out how we want to do it so it's not like one person's just sitting there, you know, twiddling their thumbs. Uh, and that's yeah. If you want to do it that way, then that's just going to be that's just going to be reps, baby. That's just reps. But that's yeah. that's a big issue that me and Brett had, and and that's why actually like the last interview we did, Brett just completely like took himself out, like he didn't even come on. He was just like, "I'm just gonna let you do it." Uneasy, it's not an easy thing to do. So you definitely gonna need to no, just maybe, practice. Yeah, maybe that would be like the the answer. I mean, he could still be. He could definitely still. He could definitely still be there. Um, and like I said, like add it, add add something at the end. Um, but. Try a different try try maybe try that with 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 Joe or try what you just did again today with Joe and then if he I'm assuming Justin's gonna for the third interview Justin's gonna bring someone he knows on correct yeah Izzy okay so just let, yeah. let Justin leave right. that one so I guess you know we'll we'll figure out what we want to do you know just so we both feel like we're you know a part of it rather than 
I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's still up in the air. You just have to. You have to. Yeah. Well, that's again, like I said, like one issue issue that me and Brett had is I think Brett didn't feel like he was part of the interviews because I was I was dominating them, but I was the one asking the questions. I read the books uh, a little more in in depth. So yeah. Some food for thought. Food for thought. Cool. I'm now going to go edit this. I'm going to leave this in. Bye.